0: Welcome to the Rural SLP Podcast. My name is Jocelyn Woodrum and I am the Rural SLP. This podcast will be an ongoing conversation about the challenges in the workplace when you work in multiple locations. Make sure you join the Facebook group, The Rural SLP, to be part of the conversation. Welcome back to the Rural SLP Podcast. It's Jocelyn again, and today we are going to talk about all the papers, <laughs> therapy materials. I, I feel like I swim in paper. Um, I love the worksheets and the materials, and I had boxes of games and toys for the little ones. Um, and I started moving around a little bit more. Um And I had to find a way to manage it better. I had four boxes, I think, of papers and books. I had two huge totes of school materials and toys. I went through the toys. That was an easy one. I had kids, you know, I still have kids, but (laughs) kids at the time that were getting age appropriate for them. So I took them out and gave them to the kids. And I did throw away quite a bit, so that was a little bit easier to manage. I had, at that point, decided I was not planning on returning to working in a school. Um, I had thought I was planning on doing that at some point and changed my mind. I fell in love with the medical side of speech pathology. Uh, As far as the paper, um, and in the Facebook group, please comment, and if I am just the lone wolf out here in this regard. Um, but I, I feel like I've seen this in other therapists, um, that we love our paper, our books, our worksheets. Um, and are are they always appropriate? No, but, um, sometimes you come across that one sheet that is just perfect. If you have that client and you want to hang on to it just in case, so four years ago, um, three, four years ago, I was collecting everything together and I had about three or four boxes of paper, books, etc. And I knew that we were wanting to start traveling. Um, and with that first job that I took, it was relatively close to where my parents were. So we were using that assignment to continue sorting and deciding what we were doing with things. And I just stuck it all in my car and used my car as basically a filing cabinet. Um, it was a nuisance. I will be completely honest. It was a nuisance. It was largely annoying. Um, I could not, find what I needed when I needed it. Um, if I had a patient that I was like, oh, that would be perfect for her. And I just could not get out to my car in that moment. It was a fairly large building. And of course, the therapy department is all the way tucked on the other side of everything. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't convenient at all. And it was very frustrating. So I decided to scan everything and put it onto my computer. I don't necessarily regret that. I regret the way I have it organized. Um, it's not organized. Um, this was three years ago, and I, I'm still having to um, work on a table of contents so that it's easier to find things and it's so it's searchable. And I'm just using a Google, um, Google uh, Sheets, Excel, basically, um, and so I can find it on my computer. Also my computer I, that I got, it's fairly limited on space at this point. Um, we, my husband and I ended up getting a Dropbox drive, um, paid version for some business stuff that he was doing. So I just took over a little bit of that because he had a whole bunch of room on there. Um, but it was so that he could, um, transfer video from one computer to another computer very easily. Uh, Was the reason that he got that Dropbox account, Um, which I don't necessarily recommend paying for something for that. Um, I mean, you certainly could, (laughs) but you know, I I, maybe I'm just cheap. I'm just always looking for the cheap way of doing things. Um, So If you ever decide to organize it, my recommendation is to kind of have some categories and when you're sorting papers to categorize them in some way, shape, or form, I I just have them labeled as therapy resource one, therapy resource two, therapy resource. (laughs) It's just like 50 pages of whatever scanned into each one of those. Um, And it, there is a little tiny bit of rhyme or reason. And then I find something that doesn't fit or was supposed to have been in one later and now it's in 15 or whatever resource number I'm on now. Um, so I, it is nice though that I'm able to just like find what I need if I can um, on my computer and I just print it. I know not everybody has that ability in, you know, in home health, for example, you know, you have to have something prepared. And so maybe some sort of a filing system would be a good idea for you in your car. uh, If you're working with um, a population that you would use a lot of worksheets for. Um, I love my apps on my iPad for therapy. (laughs) That has become my go-to instead of the worksheets. Um, and I feel like that's becoming more appropriate with the population. Um, even, even the, you know, I'm starting to see a lot more people come into the nursing homes with smartphones and they know how to use them. So using an iPad for therapy, I feel like it's very appropriate. Um, I wasn't really planning on listing out some of my favorites, so that might come up in the, um, uh, you'll see, you'll hopefully you'll see that in the Facebook group. Um, but some of my favorites, I will say, I love all of the Tactus apps, love them. Um, and I will hopefully be getting, I'm hoping to talk to Megan and getting her on here at some point. Uh, she's the creator of all the Tactus apps. Uh, I love, uh, constant therapy is another one that I really do like. I don't use it maybe in the way that it's intended to as uh, assigning homework. Now, if I were in home health, I might do that. Um, But with my, the population in the nursing homes, I don't feel like that they are um, able to, they don't have tablet access for one. So they might have a cell phone that they could do it on, but not everybody has that. And it, it, there is a fee for the, the patients and I, most of them are already in the nursing home and, Worried about their length of stay and everything, so they're they're not they're not in a place to get that. Um, but I do like the um, the activities that they have on there. I feel like a lot of them are very functional as well. Um, there's like some clock, math, calendar usage and things like that. I feel like those are very, very appropriate. Um, if they have cell phones, I will sometimes use that as part of their therapy treatment. If they need some functional use on them, especially if they just got it and it's brand new to them, I feel like that's very appropriate. You know, and, you know, they need to be able to know how to use their cell phone. And if they've never had a cell phone, um, I feel like that is entirely appropriate. And so I will use that with them and we will practice making phone calls to their favorite people. Uh, I might help them get things programmed if, if it's not already programmed by their family members. Um, cause I think that's, I think that's critical, especially if they're planning on going home, uh, and not having somebody home with them all the time. Chances are they have a landline and that's why they're just now getting a cell phone and is in the nursing homes so they no longer have that uh, automatically. Um, it's um, I use a deck of cards, and I actually have an app that I use as well. It's, it's like Card Shark, I think. Um, it has a whole bunch of solitaire games on it, so obviously I like solitaire in just like, uh, I like, I actually prefer solitaire with a regular deck of cards because it's that rote memory of like how to set it up. And if they have not played it or relearning it, then I can work with them on that memory aspect. Um, And then the sequencing, of course, Uh, whereas on the iPad, it's kind of automatic. It just, you touch it and it just goes instead of making them think it through a little bit. But one I really like on there, um, and there's there's a card game on the, the card shark one and there's another one they're both matching games um one has all of them already face up um and they have to find two that are matching. I think that's great for attention I really like that one for attention and scanning as well and if there's any neglect um it is a little on the small side so they have to have pretty decent vision Uh, And then there's another matching game. It's like Memory Match. Um, I think it's called Matches 2. And I don't know why there's different versions, but I think it's the second one. Um, And I really like that one too. My kids like that one too. So that one's definitely one um, to use with the kids. Uh, And that one I like because you can have different number of cards very easily. Um, You can do it with four by four Um, and then I think it goes all the way up to 10 by 10. I, I think don't quote me on that. Um, you do have to unlock things and you can do that free, but you do have to unlock things to get up to this higher numbers. Um, which, but I like that because then, you know, we can practice a little bit and it times you, and it also does a percentage of accuracy and you can focus, you can change the settings to see which one you're focusing on. Um, so those are my favorite apps that I probably use the most. Um, I also use just like a whiteboard, um, app. There's a, there's a bunch of them out there for communication. If there's somebody who's really hard of hearing, um, just as a trial run, just to see if it works, if they're able to read, um, and that sometimes will just then we can go and get the right supplies for them at that point. Um, And then there's also communication boards, um, like AAC, low tech, uh, and higher tech on the iPad. So lots of things. Um, Another thing I use my iPad for, um, it's kind of not really, it it is therapy material, but like, okay, for for example, I don't feel very confident, uh, I've gotten better. But initially I did my first voice patient scared me (laughs) just because I didn't feel like I had a very good knowledge on that, uh, deficit and, um, this was in a nursing home and, uh, there were some things that I really wanted to work with them on and they were, they had already gone through the ENT process. So, you know, I did that responsibly, um, and. I took some CEU courses through MedBridge. Um, So, I mean, we could talk about CEUs another time, but that's not the point of it. But the point is that MedBridge has an app, so I could take it into the therapy session with me after I had watched it once. I could like rewatch certain parts of it just to remind me like how to do a a certain activity. I really liked having that ability. Um, And I believe that one also really that particular patient, they really wanted you to use um, certain pitches um, for the the difficulties that he was having. And so having a piano app was very helpful as well. Um, Another thing I've done with my iPad um, is record with the patient's permission, of course, um, their voice or their speech or, or whatever we're working on. Um, I might do audio only. I might do video if they need that video component. I've also just used the camera as a mirror so that they can see what they're doing if if that's needed because I don't always have all of the supplies with me. It's just easier to use my iPad. Um, If I'm doing any kind of recording, I make sure that I get that in writing that it's okay to use. Um, So... That is it for today. If you have any other great ideas, please. I'm always looking for. Like I said earlier, I am a material hoarder, uh, collector, hoarder. Um, I love, I love therapy materials. So uh, definitely pop into the Facebook group and share some more. And I will see you guys next time. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes and is not a replacement for ASHA Code of Ethics, employer Medicare, Medicaid, and health insurance policies and procedures, and it is your responsibility to provide ethical and evidence-based therapy.